Oh, I was on the train this week, and I uh, I saw some people acting strangely. But uh, of course, they were youths, and I didn't do anything because, as a middle-aged man, I find myself scared of youths. Um, but I don't know. That's vaguely related to this week's film. Oh. Uh, I'm not quite sure I'm supposed to squeeze in five-star reviews, so just do, do them, I suppose. Yeah, do five-star reviews. Join a Facebook group and uh, it'll stop you from being killed by a zombie. Yeah, yeah, that, that it, it it might work. It might not. Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure. If you join the Facebook group, I promise you, <laughs> on pain of my own fiery demise, uh, that you will, you will never be killed by a zombie. Unless... Yes. Of course, you haven't left a five-star review, in which case it's up in the air. Right, yeah. And if you write a five-star review, if you write a review, I promise to show up to your house wielding many different weapons to protect you and your family from the oncoming undead masses. Uh, so there you go. You see you, uh, a guaranteed protection, and all it costs you is a few clicks. So there you go. Um, lovely. Well, let's get into the episode. It's... Trade to Busan this week. Welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches? I hear you yell, shout, scream, ask politely. Well, it's a lovely horror movie filling surrounded by two slices of chatty, horror vaguely based content. My name's Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Hello. How are you this fine day? I'm uh, I'm thoroughly uh, thoroughly chilled. It's spooky season. Oh yes, yeah. This is the episode I think closest to Halloween, so we're getting our making our costumes potentially, just sharpening our scythes, scythes, or whatever. I mean, if that's part of your costume, if you're going as you know the Grim Reaper or something. Yeah, no, I'm not going as anyone. I'm just going as Dad, who stands at end of end of yard. Um, but I, yeah, but to be honest, it's perfect costume. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not going as any movie character uh, because I'm not a scab, and uh, that's what the uh, Screen Actors Guild have said. Oh, really? So, well, if you go as a movie character, forget it. You're out. Yeah, because it's. Uh, it counts as advertising for the uh, the studios. Wow, I think that's probably a bit too far. Um, I mean, it only applies to uh, you know SAG members, which I'm guessing you have to be of a certain age for. Well, we're in England, no. so didn't you say don't, that don't count? Well, yeah, that and, and that. Yeah, forget I'm it. Sure, uh, I'm sure kids are okay to to dress up as uh, whatever kids are into these days. Will you be going as man with bowl of candy at the uh, the door of, or do you do you close down for the day? No, for for Halloween we we generally go to the cinema. Actually, oh, uh, lovely. Give you a perfect excuse to avoid trick or treaters. 
Yeah, trick or treat. Um, my, my biggest anxiety about it is uh, that we, we'll either buy way too many sweets or not enough sweets and, you know, either disappoint lots of children or gain at least a stone and a half. So it's like it's better to just avoid the situation than, than get it wrong. From experience, it's all nearly always too many sweets because um, you get a big influx while, uh, for a while and then it just suddenly stops. So you think you have moments of going, oh, no, we don't have enough, and then it just stops. And you have a huge bowl of sweets. Well, so. this is our uh, our first Halloween in our, our house. It's only been a few months since we moved in, so I've, I've got no idea what the, the situation's like. Uh, well, you're going to the cinema anyway, presumably. You're going to go watch yeah. a spooky or non-spooky movie, depending on uh, on how we go with that. Because we do have... Um, this isn't sizzle, because we told everyone that my son had demanded that we watch Five Nights at Freddy's, so that'll be happening soon enough. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll be watched over this weekend, I think. Yeah, right, right. So we've got to get that content out, haven't we? Yeah, well, the the demand was there, and who are we to say no? Um, well, I don't know who are we. We know one, but so yes, that'll be that'll be lovely. Um, I can't think. I, I was gonna say something else. I played. I've been playing Spider Man too. If that's interesting to anyone, um, uh, it is. But we're gonna have to discuss this later because I don't have a PlayStation Five, so I can't play it yet. No. Well, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna drop any spoilers or anything. I just thought I'd say it. You know, Spider Man Two. He's in it. Very much enjoyed the first one. I, I didn't play the Miles Morales one because I was also waiting to get a PS Five for that. Ah, uh, uh, so, yeah. The Miles Morales one was good. I preferred it. Um, but anyway. So there you go. So that was that. That's that. That's that. That's that's where we are this week. Um, but we should get into the first slice of bread, which is um, well, you're bringing this slice of bread to the table. So let's. Uh... Yeah, and not only am I bringing a slice of bread, I'm also bringing some personal shame. I think uh, I cannot be, be the only way I can describe it, uh, <laughs> because uh, for all the uh, the highfalutin. Uh, movie discussion that we we try to get out here. Uh, it's actually been about four weeks now that I've been religiously Monday to Thursday watching Married at First Sight. <laughs> uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, and and it's devastating me to know that right now, as we speak, there is an episode on, uh, and you're I'm going to have to wait it. until we finish recording before I can watch it. Oh dear. Uh, because I think I've realized that reality television fits in the the same space as professional wrestling to me now. Because it's it's this weird thing where it's made under the guise of reality, but it, it's so clearly staged and scripted. Uh, yet people so desperately want to believe. Uh, you know that it is that it is real yeah. and 
you know, all these people are only there so that they can get your know, sponsored Instagram posts a year from now and potentially even further. Uh, and, you know, the, the fed lines by producers and all manner of just stuff that makes it crap. But they are almost in always just edited like better than any other content that, that you will see because like they they get you they just grab you by the throat and make you watch this next episode even though it is inevitably shit <laughs> but the other thing that I've realised is that every reality TV show that I, I think exists is also a fantastic concept for a horror movie yeah. So yeah. that's basically going to be, be our slice of bread for today. What reality TV show would you make into a horror movie? Well, I mean, I would have I would have said Big Brother, but um, they did that a little while ago. Um, what was it called? Dead Set, I think it was called, with uh, someone in it. Ray Winston's daughter. Uh, I think I said this to you when we officially met. Remember that? Uh, all those years ago. All those years ago when we officially met in person. So, yeah. Um, you know, all this time I've been thinking about, like, oh, some of these um, things are set in, you know, isolated areas where it's just, it's just them. Um and I sort of wondered how it would go if the horror was happening around them, but they were still... Okay, I'm they, intrigued. But they were still trapped inside this... Um, for example, something like a Big Brother where it's like... Um, yeah, something like zombies or something like that. I'm actually just making... I'm just telling you what, what happens in Dead Set, so... Uh, but something like a Love Island, for example, where they're in this sort of complex or whatever, where the things are happening on the outside world and these people that are stuck inside um, suddenly find themselves, you know, not the only source of entertainment, but an, ent an entertainment that is the only thing that's really going out because uh, they're not being affected by the, the current thing that's happening. And then, you know, they have to change who they are as people and, you know, potentially, you know, the format of the show goes away, so they have to become something something else. I think it would be just really interesting to see it from that point of view. But then there's probably not a lot of horror going on there. Um, so well, uh, I kind of like that, that idea of, you know, the horror being on the outside. Yeah. You know, how, how many horror films do we see like that? You know, Dog Soldiers, something like that. Uh, yeah, right. Mind or, uh, you know, just the, the mall in, in Dawn of the Dead, something like that. So I think it's like, it's so, it's so workable. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that the, you know, the horror could come from all of these vainglorious young people just <laughs> not having. The, the faintest idea of, of, you know, what's really going on, how to survive. Uh, 
uh, yeah, I think that there'd be a strong comedic aspect to it as well. Uh, yeah. Or maybe just make it giving these people more credit than uh, than they generally get on that sort of, you know, from, uh, from that section of society. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure it would work, but I suppose as a film, it would be, you know, would be you just do whatever you want with it. And it feels, to me, it feels like this suddenly has become the only source of, uh, like, broadcast that's going out. For some reason, it survived, whatever. So it's the only broadcast that's going out. So these people have to... They're, they're basically constantly on. Um, you know, they must have enough contact with the outside world to know that. So would be really interesting to see people breaking down and potentially there might be a little murder in there anyway. Um, but yeah, the only other thing I did think of was, you know, like an X factor, but for a murderer, but I don't really know. Well, that, that was, yeah, that was one of my, my thoughts, a very <laughs> obvious one, isn't it? Yeah. That, uh, you know, we, we've had films like, like Leslie Vernon, one that we keep going back to, isn't it? That we have someone who, in, in their universe, serial killers are from the movies of real people and the you know the real buggy men stories. And I think the idea of turning that into a you know uh, a talent show where each week one person gets eliminated or, or what have you. Uh, so I mean that, that could be an idea. You know that every week there's you know it starts off with twelve wannabe serial killers and each week they they are the villain in a slasher movie or something. And, you know, you, you could have a huge franchise potentially just making the films that are shown in the, uh, you know, that they, that they, they churn out week by week on it. Be an interesting anthology movie that actually. It would well, even better because you don't have to sit through like 200 <laughs> murder films as, as what it would, you know, what you'd be expecting. Well, yeah, uh, really, and you know, really maybe we could do it the apprentice style, and, and at the end of it, we kill Alan Sugar <laughs> or Donald Trump if you're in if you're in America. Yeah, or, or Arnie. Uh, I think Arnie did it. We're not killing Arnie. No, we, well, we wouldn't be able to. I don't think he would kill us first, wouldn't he? Uh, well, I mean, probably. We we don't have we don't even have uh, heat vision, do it? So no, we don't have heat vision or. Predator skills, or I don't know. What, has Arnie ever died in a movie? Terminator 2, I suppose. We don't have a pool I mean, of lava. One. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, we don't have a pool of lava or a hydraulic press to crush him in. Which I think he dies in the third one as well. The third one? No, I don't really remember. Maybe think, for the best. I think he just gets old. I think he just gets old and fizzles away. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, and I know we already spoke about it, but Married at First Sight would also be a great pretext for a horror film. Do you think potentially one of the people in the Married at First Sight is they're, they're, um, yeah, they're, they're a murderer, a little bit murdery. Uh, does does their their spouse have to you know placate them so they don't get murdered? Do they become an accomplice to murder? You know, there's. There's a whole world of possibilities. I mean, they're pretty much the two possibilities, but there's a whole world of those two possibilities that you can explore. There's 
there's something in there more that would be more sinister, um, like um, well, it's not great film, but the the start of like sleeping with the enemy is really uh, you know really really tense and stuff because it's sort of um, a nice relationship on the outside, but a very abusive relationship on the inside. And I think there is, you know, it it's more awful really than just having a nice horror film but there's certainly there'd certainly be something in there about um actually i saw one of the married uh, married in australia's uh married first first sight of australia where i think it did pretty much turn out that the woman was very much being abusive to the man and there was a first time that they ever gave someone just the uh, the sole choice to decide whether he was staying or not. Um, oh, and in this this UK series, we've had one person booted off for a uh, controlling behaviour. Yeah, uh, uh, we've had two, uh, sorry, three couples uh, dissolve due to to cheating allegations, <laughs> uh, and. We haven't got there yet, but it has been reported in the press that another guy is going to get booted off because he punched another contestant. So, you know, it's... It's all going on. It's all kicking off. Yeah. Yeah, those those, those uh, sponsored Instagram posts, they're, they're going to be coming thick and fast. Oh, I do love it. I wish we could get a sponsored Instagram post. I don't know what we'd sponsor. Some sort of horror product, I suppose. Knives, right. they're good for murdering. Or bread, yeah. Or salami. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was a lovely slice of bread, that. Unless you've got anything else to say, we'll uh, dig into this delicious filling. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this movie. Let's do this movie. So this is um our last sort of October movie within the Oi Watch This season, which is a bit of a, a, bit of a weird thing to call a season, but I've enjoyed it. And this is one movie that I've been wanting to get you to all watch for quite a while um i mean this is one that we i think we was planned to have covered weren't we a couple of times it was going to be covered a long time ago um with um an american friend and then we didn't get to do it and then we never really caught up about it again later but it's been one that's been on my list for ages and ages um so that's Train to Busan, twenty sixteen. Now, is this your first viewing? Before I it was, it? yeah. All right, okay. So this movie is directed by Yon Sang Ho. Um. Oh, actually, before we get into this film, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, if this is the first time listening to this, we are going to be talking about this movie as if you've seen it. Um, we're straight in with spoilers. And we'll be talking about scenes and things. So um, there is that. And also, you know, because it's a Korean movie, I'm hoping to not ruin people's names, but I more than likely will. Um, so, yes. yeah, we, we we don't mind if uh, if any Korean listeners want to butcher our names as well. That's that's only fair. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But not Fun but, fact, not uh, no. uh, the other day uh, where my partner and I, uh, we're collecting a uh, parcel from, uh, you know, we actually had it delivered to like the uh, shop and we're picking it up from there. Uh, and it was under her name and uh, she she's Polish. 
and the woman uh, told her colleague to, uh, oh, it, it's in the locker. It's the one with the funny name. So, I mean, that wasn't me, but <laughs> it's not my funny name. Oh but it does happen, and uh, I don't know, a good spot for an anecdote. I like your anecdote. Um, <laughs> well, I suppose it's is it better than butchering the name? I don't know. Um, anyway, so here we go. Let's try. So I've gone you a Siok Wu, a King Suan as Suan, Ma Dong Siok a San Hua, Young Yi. Me a Sung Young Choi Wu Shik as Min Hyung Guk So he as Jin Yi Kim Hyu Sung as Yon Suk Um and Choi Gui Ha Hua sorry as homeless man Um He plays homeless man uh I do have all the char- I do have all the characters written next to it, so you know who's who. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not much more to say about about Train to Busan as far as that. So you know, we'll dig into it. Really, plot wise, essentially, a dad takes his daughter on the train to um, Busan, s- see her mother in Busan, and. Shit goes down. Um, yeah. So, one thing I want to say about this movie is, on the face of it, it's actually quite a, um, not generic zombie movie, but it follows all the tropes. Um, but the great thing about this film is, it does that, but it also manages to flesh out characters and add some emotion to it. So, it's a good old zombie movie, really. Um, but this is your first time watching, so I'll let you dig in first. Okay, so I will say the thing that jumped out to me uh, with this one uh, is that it did what, what every every good zombie film uh, you know, does and that it is zombie film as a morality play. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it deals with the social ills of the time that, that, that whatever, whenever it's made. Uh, I think it very much Dawn of the Dead here for that. Uh, and I found it to be very interesting because it felt, it felt and still feels very 2016 and, and not not a criticism in the slightest when I say that. Right, uh, because I thought it was it, it was built up to that that very I don't know that uh, sort of that increasing internet outrage we all hate each other thing that seemed to boil to a head in 2016. You know, you thinking Brexit, Trump, those yeah, right, yeah, uh, yeah, sort of benchmarks, and you know, I found it interesting in that this film was for so long rewarding characters for making selfless decisions for for extending an olive branch for helping people right and 
with the exception of of our uh your know, lead actor because he was you know his uh his journey was through his daughter and the situation they found themselves in to develop into that that sort of person yeah uh and you know then showing that the villain uh, of the piece because it's always a human that's a villain it's never the uh, <laughs> uh the the zombies was a guy who represented wealth. Uh, I think he, he was a CEO of. I think it was a weapons company, was it, or a, or a you know a big tech company that slightly sinister overtones with it. And you know when he was a villain, while you know Trump was on the rise, and uh, and then you know one of his his most evil plays in the film is to basically put a wall between you know our protagonists and his little uh little band. you know his his little uh car felt yeah. very you know it, it felt like it was a place in time for the film uh, which which you know I found, I found kind of in a weird way comforting i mean not it wasn't actually comforting at all but it, it kind of felt like it was playing with a society that i understood and recognized right yeah yeah uh, which we, you know you, you you get from your zombie movies you, you know your classics but it felt more personal as a result this time because it was something that i was very much first hand with yeah and i mean this this, this movie it uh you know, well, the first thing I've written down is morality as well, so I'm with you on that one. But it, it also, it, it doesn't muck about making it like, um, I think it is allegory the word, I'm not sure, but it does smack you over the head with what this film is about. Like, there's a lot of, there's constantly like, you know, the difference between, you know, some people in this movie are selfless and some people are selfish and it's like, but they address it very, you know, earnestly. And it's like, you know, that, that's what this movie is about. It's about doing the right thing versus um, doing the selfish thing or, you know, although, although there is a tricky gray area somewhere down the lines because, you know, there is, you know, like from the father's point of view, his, his idea is, you know, like, I think he wants to protect his daughter, but he he's not going to do that. He's not going to sacrifice uh, her for anyone else, that sort of thing. So, you know. Yeah, I think they were quite clever with how they, they worked themselves around that one. Yeah. Uh, because I think they showed that the problem there wasn't that he was, he was being selfish necessarily, but that he was trying to make her selfish yes yeah 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 so it was you know that play for her you know her personality her soul sort of thing uh you know because she's shown throughout the film that she's always the most selfless character isn't she uh yeah absolutely you're trying to to drill that out of her is kind of that that problem isn't it hmm 
But that said, with all with all that said, and it is there and it is wonderful, it's also a real fun zombie movie. Um would you agree? Yeah, I I think I would would like to to point out the Well, to be honest, I don't know if it's you know, if it's effects or not. Uh I mean the makeup is is phenomenal. I love the look of the zombies on this film. Yeah. Uh but I think the movement is something that is so that something that I've not really seen from a zombie film. Uh, you know, we talk about fast versus slow zombies, don't we, and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, but these zombies just have this real spasmodic, jerky, uh, you know, way of movement. And I, I couldn't quite tell if, if maybe like, you know, they were moving with your uh, your different frame rates, or if you know they were frames were cut while they were moving or anything like that because he seemed so unearthly and unnatural as a result of it yeah yeah i i don't necessarily know that myself i if i was to guess because i did see this myself i picked up on the fact that some of them in in all likelihood would be like professional dancers and things like that who you know are able to do this sort of unnatural you know, you see it on Britain's Got Talent and things like that. You know, people who dance in such a way where they can manipulate their bodies so they're on the floor and then up and then, you know. So I think I think there was a lot of that to it. I mean, there are some moments in this film with slightly dodgy effects, but even even then, the the they're so yeah. I think you get those those mountains of zombies sort of falling over each other, don't they? That, that look a bit, a bit iffy and. It's a bit iffy, and there's a couple of window smashes and things like that which look a bit, but but they don't linger on that. Um, cause the, no, but, and I think it's a film that, that immerses you to the point where you don't really... I'd say, I would say you don't really notice, but obviously you do, because we did. But you don't care. You know, it doesn't take you out of it. No, no, because, because the zombies, the close-up zombies, when you get into those actual situations where it feels like threat and peril... Those are the ones that are that are scary, you know. Those are the well. It's not a necessarily scary movie, um, even if it is a little bit. Well, it's quite emotional because this movie does a great job, like I said at the beginning, of setting up characters that are interesting to watch and that you can get behind. You know, each person seems to have something something going for them. You know. It's yeah, example, and they, um, they, they bounce Clark. off each other. Really yeah, well. they do. Yeah, they they within a sort of two hours slot, and even it's even less than that. So it's only ten minutes before you get into the zombies, but maybe another ten twenty minutes before you get the a cast of characters fully together. But when they when they do that, it, they they bond together so well. It's it it's just. It's just brilliant for um, Song Hua, for example, the guy, the big guy. Um, you know, he's a bit of fun, but he kicks a bit of ass. And um, one of the fun things about that is they, um, well, the the three guys, there's three guys basically. There's him, um, Siak Wu, who is the main sort of dad character, and uh, Ming Yong Guk, who is the baseball lad. And they all get sort of stuck at the end, don't they? So they have to make it through the train. 
Yeah, it's uh, uh, a great sequence where they have to work their way through. I think yeah. it's four carriages, don't they, to get to yeah. where the the rest of the the surviving party are. The fun thing about that is, um, well, I, I'm going to get to one of the bits that I really like about about this movie, and that I think I can't recall seeing before. But anyway, the fun thing about that is that we get the first carriage where the big guy, the big strong guy, he does his thing and basically beats his way through. And then uh, maybe the second or the third one where the guy who's more technology-based is able to sort of, you know, trick the zombies away and stuff like that. And then the lad who's just hardcore with, the, you know, he's been playing baseball all his life is doing what he needs to do. So everyone gets a little go at being good at what they do. But what this movie does with zombies... um, and I don't think I've seen before is this whole idea that if they can't see you um, or necessarily hear you, they just switch off. Um, which I just think it's a really interesting concept. And it, it really, it really adds to these sequences where they're going through these uh, cabins and obviously the tunnels come and during the tunnels, the zombies are like, huh? It's, uh, I suppose it's a bit of a plot device, really. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly that. But you know, when you when you're dealing with the undead, you you can you're more than welcome to make up your own rules. There is no there's no science that you have to stick to for this, is there? You know, you can have them as eyesight is their only sense, or you know, they they. They kind of played I Am Legend, didn't they, as, as zombies slash vampires. So, you know, they couldn't go out in sunlight and a lot of times they, they can't move and operate machinery or anything or, or basic tools. So, you know, it, it's it, it's a, more than allowed to do this. And having it set during the day gives you know, that dynamic, an extra little bit of intrigue and something to work around. Yeah. You know, it's not uh, as is so often in these films, you know, like they, 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 they figure something out and that's it. Fine. They're done. They've problem solved. We're going to start fighting back now and, and we're on the case. It's, It's like, this is something that only gives them a temporary reprieve. Mm. You know, it allows them to strategize somewhat. You know, the, the danger is still very much there. Yeah. Yeah. Zombies are wrapped for that anyway. Well, for the danger part anyway, because it always feels, the zombie movies are the only ones where it always feels like the danger is constant, or at least that's how I feel, you know, like, and, Nobody's safe, and it's just one. It's just one bite, isn't it? Um, and it, it always feels like somebody's going to get got at some point. Yeah, um, and I like uh, that they are generally quite bad as a monster, but the danger is they, how relentless they are. You know, generally speaking, they're unstoppable, aren't they? You know, because they yeah. They they come in such big numbers and they just keep going without any sort of danger to themselves unless you destroy the head or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, true. But then, you know, it's not like the, the, the next zombie isn't going, oh, no, they shot him in the head, I'm out of here. It's just... You know, you're just dealing with you're just dealing with another swarm of zombies. So yeah, they are. It is they are an interesting. You know, I wouldn't well, always. Even this, I mean, these zombies they're even more dangerous than that, really, aren't they? You know, they show the clips of them falling out the sky, and they, you know, they splatter and then just get right back up as well. That's yeah. you know, that's that that's more you know uh, greater resilience than your general zombie. Yeah, they are. They suck. Um, I wouldn't want any of that. I wouldn't want any of that. Well, it doesn't even really show in this film whether you shoot them in the head, they die. There's maybe it does though. Uh, I, 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 I don't really know. Um, well, they think they do, don't they? Right, you know, right at the end. Right, they think that's how to. Yeah, maybe, maybe, take I, them out. maybe, yes, maybe so. No, I don't know how much more you want to say about this before I lead towards the end. Um, do you have much more to say? Uh, well, I, I don't think I do. No, I think... Uh, I'll, I'll probably say that what this film really does uh, is is capture the, the fear of the weirdos on public transport. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with you. It's... Yeah, we're always... You know, you're always seeing them on Facebook and Twitter, aren't you? Some, you know, drunken yob shouting on a train and everyone doing the best to just avoid it and make it to the stop. Uh, so this dials it up to 11. Yeah, it does. Now, it's okay. So let's let's head towards the end of this movie. Now, famously, this is a horror movie that makes people cry. Um... People have cried for this movie a lot. Now, I don't know if it elicited such emotion in you. Um, but, as I say, because what they managed to do here in the end is, um, so the father essentially um, sacrifices himself by getting bitten um, to save the pregnant lady and uh, his daughter and so we 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 have that part but the the kid actor um sorry kim suan is just a, a, a amazing uh, um the heartbreak she feels from knowing that he's that that's it he's gone you know and her screaming at him to not leave and you know it's really, really, it's really well put together. And it's something that you and I have mentioned before about horror films, about, you know, sometimes this stuff happens and it just zips by, whereas here we get a, gl a glimpse of, you know, a real reaction of grief. It feels like it. It's an excellently excellent performance. And um, Yeah, she she really sells. Yeah. Like, like all the emotions you know there's never a, a, a there's never a thing she's trying to accomplish where you think she she's not feeling that you know uh, right at the beginning even with the you know where she just wants to see her mum because her dad's a bit of a jerk like even that you really buy it yeah yeah she she's an excellent although i will say that the acting in this in general is pretty great 
Um, so, yeah, and then um, then she sings a song. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's, it's a damn good zombie movie. Um, it's got a lot going for it. Um, but I don't, I don't really have that much more to say about it, really. I mean, I don't want to dig into every plot bit, so, um... Do you have any final thoughts you want to say before I go to the Facebook? Uh, probably just reiterating what you were saying before that say they they really knew which two characters to save at the end, didn't they? With the uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, they the, did the, the pregnant woman and and the small child, like the most sympathetic characters that you could possibly go help, uh, you know, go along with. Yeah. So the thing the thing about this actually is. Um, that I think this movie sets you up just enough um, for tragedy that, um, and going to this is that obviously they've managed to make Busan safe, the army have, and they see um, the two people coming down the thing and then they get the order to kill them. And there is just enough badness in this movie that you, that you do think that it might just happen. Um, yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this... And it wouldn't have surprised me if it if it had. It would have been so heartbreaking. But um, you know, luckily, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from the film uh, as a whole is just that it it's, it knows just how to play with your your emotions at all time. It's got a real mastery of that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Right. So let's get into the Facebooks before we do our own. Um. Again, our our people here on Facebook have said in short bursts what has taken us forever to say. Um, <laughs> Peter has said, probably the crispest two-hour zombie film ever made. The tone is impeccable, as well as great action, horror, and suspense. Greatest zombie film of the age. There you go. <laughs> Brian, uh, brilliant zombie flick with both humour and heart. It really knows how to keep momentum, fantastic performances, and always engaging. You never feel like you're waiting for the next beat to happen. Uh, Vanessa is fantastic and so emotional. Bev, the only horror movie to make me cry. Utter brilliance. And Tanya said, chef's kiss for a zombie movie. Um, Which, uh, yeah, I can't argue with any, any of those points. Um... It's uh, in terms of legacy, this movie's certainly got more legacy since it's gone on to streaming and stuff like that than it ever did, you know, in the cinemas or anything. I think it did pretty well in Korea, but not internationally. Um, yeah, we uh, the English speaking world are, are notoriously terrible for that. Yeah. Uh, oh, but we we, we miss so many wonderful. Films that aren't in the English language because of uh, yeah. our idiocy. I've got better at that, though, I think. Well, hopefully. I don't know. I, uh, I think we're doing our bit. We're covering uh, We're covering we've, a few. We've done stuff. Uh, this film's spawned a few sequels. 
uh, and a prequel, in fact. No, in fact, it's one sequel and one prequel. So it's got an animated prequel called Seal Station, which I started watching but did not finish watching. Um, but it seems okay. And there is, I think, a Peninsula, which is a train to Busan story or something like that. I can't remember exactly. And there was going to be a remake, uh, an American remake, Train to New York, but um, it got dropped for Evil Dead Rise or something like that, um, which is fine by us. Because Evil Dead Rise was a treat. Yeah, and also, you don't need to remake films just so that they can be in English. It's no, and they they wouldn't they wouldn't um, they wouldn't capture the magic of this at all. Um, anyway, so uh, we have a three tier review system that that Matthew and I use. We've got uh, shit for shit. We will change the shit one day, but who knows to what. Um, ooh, it's spooky for uh, yeah, it's all right, and a creative psychopath for a good movie. Um, I'll do mine first. Um, I think potentially Train to Busan is a top 10 movie for me, potentially. So, I was a creative psychopath, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to uh suggested it's anything other than a creative psychopath because I don't think I I don't think I could go against the consensus that strongly. So yeah, creative <laughs> psychopath for me too. <laughs> well um I'm glad I'm glad to I'm glad to know you enjoyed it. I mean I knew it was good, but <laughs> you never know. Um you never do know. Well there you go then that was the delicious Train to Busan filling. Um, don't forget, everyone, there's a Patreon if you fancy it. Um, and T-shirts are available, again, if you fancy one of those. Um, she also hasn't showed up. I forgot all about it. Oh, I shall have to search that up. Um, but let's get into this final slice of bread. Now, as you all know, it coming in towards Halloween. So I'm vaguely bringing back a thing that we did last time, that we've done before, where we're going to program a horror movie night. Um, but what did I say? I gave you some gave you some things to, to do. Um, so we're going to have a kid's movie. Uh-huh. Uh, so in my, in my mind, it's like... Um, you know, like an outdoor screen, so you can show up at certain times. This is what I'm thinking. I, I, I... You're going for theater of the mind stuff, aren't you? Now, well, I just thought otherwise. Why would you bring a kid? Um, so you've got a kid. We've got a kids horror movie, then your Halloween go to, and then a third movie which can be whatever you want. So you can either fit fit the theme of your night or something you want to see on the big screen, or just do whatever you want, really. Just do whatever you want. That's why I say. Um. So yeah, let's 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 program our horror night. So let's start with a kids' movie about seven p.m. Eh? Oops, no, six p.m. <laughs> right. Well, I've gone for a theme based on on what we spoke about uh, today. Actually, and I'm going for zombie movies for mine. Ooh. Uh, and I'm going to go with Paranorman for my my first shout. 
uh, for a kids' film uh, because it is well for a start. It's made by Leica Studios, who always just do the most gorgeous stop motion animated films. Uh, they are just a joy as a, a film studio. Um, and it's also a really good film for kids, you know, not just because it's, uh, you know, uh, a spooky film that's, you know, not too, too worrisome. It's pitched at the right age, but also it's a film that I just think it, uh, it gives people the okay to enjoy horror and the macabre that I think is quite important for, for young people. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen it, actually. Um, it's been recommended to me, though. Paranorman. I, I think it... Uh, I, I think if your son's in any way enjoying horror movies at, uh, at his age, I reckon it would be a great one to show him. All right, yeah, cool. Uh, I definitely will then. I'll definitely get that looked into. Um, so mine is going to be my recent find that um I love, which is a uh, Monster House, um, which is it's a bit slightly janky animation. Um, however, it's got a delightful plot to it and some really fun characters, and it's got some actual scares um which are worth seeing uh and i'd love more people to see it so if anything i'm going to get that out out there on the big screen get people to watch monster house and uh enjoy it that's what i say uh yeah you've seen that haven't you, you quite like that one uh, i have seen monster house yeah i watched it uh, a long time ago, though, like not long after it came out. All right. Yeah. So it's yeah, my my memory of it isn't all that <laughs> all that strong. Uh, I do remember it had a really great cast, though. Yeah, it's got it's got quite a good cast. the The only thing that really lets it down is the animation's a bit off putting. Really, um, I think if it had been a more uh, higher rank, you know, animation studio. I reckon it would be an absolute classic by now. But um, yeah, I think it's not... right. I'm thinking it had the the. Uh, uh, I think it was the DreamWorks. I think it, I think it was like the DreamWorks B team. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of dead eyes in it. Um, but it it is good. It is good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Next would be a Halloween go-to, or whatever you want, or whatever order you want to do these things in. Well, I don't, uh, I don't have a Halloween go-to because uh, I just like watching different stuff. All right. Um, but I, I sort of went with a classic instead because always worthwhile, and uh-huh. you, you, you just can't mess with Dawn of the Dead, can you? Just stick Dawn of the Dead on, get it going. It's a good movie, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, yeah. Well, people would show up for that as well, don't they? Especially if it was a, if it was if it if it was a if it was a, a Halloween screening, they'd show up for Dawn of the Dead, watch them, 
I like Dawn of the Dead because it's got some really funny moments in it. Um, as well as some nasty stuff. It's a Dario Argento cut of that, you know. And I don't really know what the difference is. I think it might be a bit pacier. Uh, I've gone off, gone off topic there. Sorry. Well, no, I haven't. I was on topic. Shut up. Uh, I don't. I don't know why I thought I'd gone off topic. Um. So I do have Halloween go to one that I watch. Make sure that I watch every year, which is Trick or Treat. Now, I know you were a big fan of that, were you, when you saw it? I was not keen. No. No. No, but to me, it's my one of my uh, favorites. It's got a good. Um, like character in Sam, who's not in it that much, but as anthology movies go, it's it's slightly different because it's sort of set over the same night in the same town. We just zip from thing to thing, but um, excuse me, it's kind of not an anthology, and uh, also that it you 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 don't have cuts, do you? you sort of flow in between, and characters come and go and appear and reappear. Uh, so it's it's a bit, uh, you know, it's it's a bit clever in that respect rather than just as an anthology. Yeah, I think I I just like it because um, spoilers for Trick or Treat, but I like it because there are bits in the movie where that it just goes in a different direction than I was expecting. Especially, is it? I think the actress is Anna Paquin, where it turns out she's a werewolf, and I really uh, I really enjoyed that bit. Um, so yeah, I like Trick or Treat. It's, um, it's good fun. Good fun stuff. Um, although it's slightly odd in tone because in, 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 in some cases it goes really high into it and in other cases it's very, uh, not children friendly, but different, certainly different tones. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Trick or Treat, that's my only one that I make sure I watch every year. Uh, so what you got left? What you got? What you got left? What you got last? What you got? So yeah, we went for a. Uh, well, we we just said a wild card, didn't we? So I thought, well, uh, I kind of went for just a fun zombie movie, uh, not all the way horror, not all the way comedy, but I'm going for Zombieland, and that'd be a, a nice one to f- slip into a a triple header. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, I say that. Oh, I have seen that. It's got Bill Murray in it, isn't it? It does have Bill Murray, one of the greatest cameos in cinema history, I would say. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I like uh, I, I I like Zombieland. That's a, that's a good one. Cathartic as well, make you go home feeling not too bad about your life. Um, well, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was stuck really with my last one because I sort of. No, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say Hell House LLC. Um, I want to scare the pants off people. You know, it's Halloween. Let's scare the pants off them. Although I don't know why, I don't necessarily know their pants. Um, 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably not been seen that much. Although it has been getting a bit of a resurgence lately because there's been a few, um, you know, a couple of news, not news stories, but, you know, these clickbait articles and stuff like that that have uh, cited it as being one of the scariest movies. So, and I've seen it knocking around on the internet, people watching it and stuff. So, yeah, more people should watch Hell House LLC. Um, although, the only thing is, I don't know how well it would be on a big screen. Um, aside from that, I don't know. Because uh, the only other one I thought was today's movie, Train to Busan. Get more people to watch that. But as you say, the old Western audience might not uh, might not fancy that. Mm. Who's to say? Well, there you go then. We've done it. Well, yeah, I reckon that's uh, time to put a bow on it. I reckon. Yeah, we've done it. We've 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 done the episode. Uh, looking at that, we've come in at less than an hour, so that's a treat for you all. Um, Concise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's just let's just go. Let's just go out then. We've made the sandwich now. We've wrapped it up in a cheeky little wrapper, um, popped it in a bag. There's no sides. Sorry about that. We don't do sides. The sandwich speaks for itself. Um, so get out of here, you. And uh, we'll say bye. Bye. Bye-bye.